You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, launched at you on its very own Santa sleigh oh, <laughs> on the eighth oh, oh, of oh. December, twenty nineteen. Ho ho ho! Good tidings to you both. Merry Christmas. Coming up in this podcast, we go behind the scenes with our frosty, festive offering, Blood on Santa's Claw, starring Sick Doctor and Perry. We delve into your emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com. We chat with Sixth Doctor companion Mrs. Constance Clark, otherwise known as the renowned TV actor Miranda Raisin. We give you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. And we dramatize you with the first 15 minutes of Blood on Santa's Claw. Yes, in so many ways, it's Christmas already. Ho, ho, ho. Nick and Benji, how, how, how? I'm Benji, he's Nick, and we are the chaps from Big Finish Productions, the glittering star on top of the Christmas tree of the audiobook and audio drama world. And what a lovely pile of audio drama <laughs> presents we have under our metaphorical tree. Oh, yes, the metaphorical tree. Yes, the metaphorical those, tree. Those are my favourite ones, actually. Yes, yeah, Doctor Who, Torchwood, Space 1999, The Prisoner, The Avengers, Captain Scarlet, Terrorhawks, Dorian Gray, Dracula, Frankenstein, so much stuff. Sorry we described it as a pile. That doesn't sound very nice, does <laughs> it? Uh, go on. Go straight to bigfinish.com and find it all. Uh, quite a lot of it is free, too. Just go to bigfinish.com, click on Collections at the top of the page, and you'll find a collection called Big Finish for free. And funnily enough, everything in that range, or collection, I should say, is free. And there's loads of it. Just sign up for an account for free, too. Really easily done. Doesn't commit you to anything. And it unlocks all that free content you can also get a free email newsletter if you want you don't have to uh, which is always packed with discount sales and the latest free episodes that's a good way to keep up with uh, everything that's free do you see the uh, the word free is um featuring heavily <laughs> glittering isn't it yeah glittering like glittering a christmas free ball, yes. isn't it? free 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 i'm free so nick <laughs> tell me then how is your christmas build-up going you enjoying it so far you getting into the the festive spirit yes i just heard a sort of jingling noise i'm not oh. i'm actually not even joking <laughs> it's like santa well that's because this is your <laughs> life <laughs> The shed suddenly collapses. And <laughs> 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 That's Nicholas Briggs. You thought you were talking rubbish into a microphone in your shed, but no. Well, but yes, actually, but you are. Well, yes, you are, but no, you're not. <laughs> um, well, um, I'm, you know, a bit of bar humbug sort of person. However, you have a 10-year-old child, things change. So, um he, he's uh, they put up the Christmas tree last Sunday oh. so there are various Christmas decorations and they put the Christmas lights along the floor that's interesting yeah I mean you know I just said I said that very word in fact <laughs> <laughs> and the, the Christmas lights I bought them in the year 2000 and they're still going Presumably they wouldn't be um, LED then, they would just be bulbs. They are just bulbs, yes. Mm, And some of them don't work. Just a very few of them don't work. But still the rest do. Good enough. Now normally if a bulb's not working that means the circuit's, um, you know, broken. 
but You're doing uh, your bit for the environment though by keeping them and not chucking yeah. them out Thank you. Uh, and and they, they flash in different sequences and stuff. And so you, you get used to them and suddenly they start flashing. And luckily there's a volume control on the main on-off thing because if you don't have the volume right down, it goes... Ding, 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 oh, ding, no. Couldn't have that. Really awful electronic, like a, you know, a stylophone playing the tunes. Oh. Absolutely horrible. I bought them as a joke all those years ago and that joke has stayed with me all this time. I never forget when I had a, a dog um, called Merlin a few years ago, and um, oh. we we got when he was a puppy, we got him a, a little gift, which is like a little toy, some kind of Father Christmas that when he shakes it and plays with it, it used to do that, <laughs> and it drove me mad. And it, that, yeah. and it was just non-stop because it was a puppy, you know, it was non-stop. Yeah. So in the end, in a, in a bout of rage, I took it into the garden, got out a sledgehammer. No, the puppy. Therapeutically, I, not the puppy. No, 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 my, uh, I destroyed it, uh, and it was wonderful. It was one of those wonderful feelings of joy when I knew that nothing on this earth could ever get it to make that noise again. I thought for a moment you were going to break Big Finish editorial guidelines by killing a puppy. <laughs> oh, no, no, that puppy that's, lived to a gr- That's the only you know thing that- in our editorial guidelines, no puppy killing. <laughs> no puppy kill. Well, I have you know, the, 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 the dog lived to be about, I think it was about 15, so... 15 Good minutes. old age for a dog. Yeah, <laughs> 15 minutes. After the toy, 15 minutes. Is it lucky that puppy didn't swallow it? Because you imagine it just, you're stuck with a puppy that's making that noise the whole time. It's ridiculous. It's a stupid toy, to be honest. Stupid toy. Wow. Um, but how are your Christmas preparations going? Um, to be honest, I've not really thought about it. I've, I've not. I think as the the closest I've got is I've started polishing things with that lovely Christmas spray that smells like cinnamon and oh, other I don't know stuff. What, I don't even from, know about that. Apart from that, I've not even thought about it. It doesn't bother me. Maybe, I mean, I've got one Christmas present. And that's it. And yeah, I'll I'll deal with it all. I'll deal with it this week. I've just not I've just not thought about it. Doesn't bother you know. Not a big Christmas guy really. No. Well, uh, we spoke about that last time, didn't we? I, I'm like so many. Sorry, I'm sucking a strepsil because I've got a bit of a sore throat. Um, like so many other things in my life, this phrase applies. My my wife is dealing with this. She is, <laughs> she is, you know, she is buying the presents for everyone. She consults me now and again. I said, "Do you think we, what should we get this or that? What do you think?" And I go, "Um, pretending that I'm interested." Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that looks really good. She's like, "Well, I thought the other thing." I go, "Oh, the other thing, yeah, fine." Yeah, just go. Mm, mm, yes, yes, yes. Do you think? What do you think? Yes, yes, yes. That'll do. Yes. I am going. Uh, I, met, I put a little thing note in the script here to remind me. I'm going to spend Christmas Day with my mum. Who was born in 1929. Fine old year, that one. So, yeah, she's 90 now. God, 90 Christmases. Hmm, and when you think about it, she was born... And 1929 is when the Great Depression started. So she lived through all that. So, she, you know, she was uh, 10 years old when World War Two started. She was strafed by a Messerschmitt in Southampton, <laughs> as, as we've discussed before in other podcasts, I think. And uh, she laughs about the fact that she hid in a bush, like a bush was bulletproof. <laughs> um, so she's had a lot of experience of life and it witnessed a lot of things. And, um, you know, I've always appreciated my mum, to be honest. 
but when you think of her, it's the way I'm used to think of my grandmother, who was born in 1900, you know. And she used to talk about all the changes that happened. And I, you know, and I've realised now it's the same with my mum. You know, she's she's lived through so many changes. And when you get to that age, I mean, she she really is unable to and, and she's perfectly compass mentors. She is unable to appreciate what the Internet is. She just says all all these WWWs. What is all that about? <laughs> she hasn't got the Internet. So when I visit her, I'm cut off. Uh, so oh, you see, that's a lovely thing, I think, because it means that you can you can get out of this digital world that we live in mm-hmm. because it's too complicated. You know, it's it's. I mean, it's just my my view, but things seemingly started going a bit pear shaped once the internet turned up. Things are too complex. It's so stressful life now. So I think it's rather nice to to have a little retreat that you can just escape into a analog world. Yeah, that's true. There is still 4G, of course, and uh, and a BT open zone. But yeah, but generally <laughs> I'm cut off while I'm there. Yeah, so I'm spending Christmas Day with my mum, with my mother-in-law as well. She's coming with us to visit my mum, and we're cooking a, a meal at, at mum's place. Mum said, oh, "I can't be bothered to cook a Christmas meal. You know, why don't you come over and cook it? It's fine." When she says "you," obviously it's Steph because she's <laughs> dealing, dealing with it, and. Um, but now she's joining in with it all, and she said, "Well, I'll buy that, and I'll cook that." And Steph said, "Well, you're just you're just now doing everything, you know." <laughs> anyway, it'll be a lovely day, and I'm really looking forward to that because to me, you know, Christmas is about my mum and dad. Really, I mean, you know, my dad died it's many family years time. ago now. It's but a family it's, time. Yeah, it is. It's uh, yeah. So that's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Well, talking of times changing, actually, um, I, I went up to see my grandparents yesterday. Who oh, live, yeah, um, to do the who, decorating. To do, yeah, I was doing a bit of building beds and fixing things and just going around sort of wow. doing stuff. But the interesting thing is, um, he said, oh, um, he said, I was down with my dad because it's my dad's dad. And um, he said to my dad, oh, I've got this stuff for you, this suitcase for you. I'd like you to take it home. And so we took it home, opened it, and it had all of my grandfather's... Um, old police stuff from oh, the 1960s wow. in there and um, it, it was just even it really was it was you know uh dixon of dot green um sort of stuff and it had everything i've got the whistle i've got the handcuffs which were inside their original box pretty much wow. barely used uh, i've got the truncheon i've got the the zebra stripes but one of the things that i thought would uh, would appeal to the uh, the big finish listeners is that on the um on the chain where the whistle is yeah um there's a set of keys and those keys are the keys uh, to the police telephone box that he wow. used to he used to go in. He said when it was raining, you'd go in the police telephone box and you'd sit in there and you'd have a cup of tea and you'd have your sandwiches in there. And that, but he was talking about how times change and how because he was the, he was uh, the the bobby for for East Molsey and uh, there were two bobbies and he was one of them. And he said, you know, uh, he bumped into there were two blokes trying to steal a car. And they were trying, and he walked along, and he went up to them, and he said, "Oi, you know what are you doing? I'm afraid I'm going to have to take you down the station." And these chaps turned around. And they said, "All right, yep, yeah, fair enough. You got me. All right then, come on then, we'll go. Fair play." And that was it. That was that was the that was the, the climax of um of of policing then. You know, whereas now it's a, it's a horrific thing. But he, he was telling me that he only ever used his truncheon once, and that was um as when an old lady couldn't get into her house. So he had to smash her window to to open the door, and he's, that's that is the extent. How times change. Oh yes, 
But it's, is it, it even came with a 1960s uh, nuclear war guide. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, like, In the house. In the house. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, well, that's my story. Lovely. Fascinating, though, all that was. It's time now for something even more fascinating. Yeah. Let's Aye. delve behind the scenes. Aye, brother. <laughs> with this year's Christmas special, because I accidentally put a T before the P in my typing, from Big Finish, obviously, Blood on Santa's Claw. Now, the thing about this is that John Ainsworth, who's the producer of The Sixth Doctor Adventures, when he started doing it, he said, one thing I want to do, I'd like us to do a Christmas special release. Because Lovely. one Good hasn't idea. been done for years, if ever. Uh, and I said, go for it. And this is what he came up with. Anyway, here's a nice package of Santa. My name is John Ainsworth, and I am the producer and director of the Sixth Doctor adventure, Blood on Santa's Claw and other stories. Good. Okay, let's go from that from the top, please. Yeah, uh, we're rolling. That is extremely irresponsible. Never, ever suggest anything like that ever again. Um, but I, 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 I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I just thought it'd be cool to be in the year 2525. I like that song. Oh, don't worry about it. He's just being annoying. I am still here, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. <laughs> we'll keep that. Oh, no. Oh, this is impossible. How could I have been tricked so easily? You tricked yourself. My name is Colin Baker, and my character is the sixth incarnation of the Doctor called Who. Someone's killed Father Christmas. Father Christmas doesn't exist. Well, he certainly doesn't now. Doctor, be serious. Oh, it's perfectly possible to be flippant and serious at the same time. Love doing Christmas one. And I think it's such a nice tradition now that Doctor Who is so much a part of all our culture that it's now part of Christmas too. So we've Big Finish has got one that's part of Christmas. I don't know whether other doctors are doing Christmassy ones, but uh, let's hope it's just me. Perry has a boyfriend, which both I and the doctor found rather irritating, especially because it's a good-looking bloke. You can't see that on radio, but you can probably hear it, actually. This Perry's much more interested in this good-looking bloke than she is in the doctor. Yeah, Luke Allen Gale plays Joe, who is a rock star that she met whilst in the audience of Top of the Pops. Hello, I am Nicola Bryant and I play Perry. If we meet up with anyone, I don't want you introducing us as I am known as the Doctor and these are my companions, Joe and Perry. That's how I always introduce well, us. Well, not anymore. If you must say anything, you can say I am known as the Doctor and this is my friend Perry and this is her partner, Joe. Oh, that's a bit of a mouthful. That's how it's going to be. Perry's setting new boundaries with the Doctor and making new demands, which, interestingly, the Doctor is quite happy to accommodate, really, because he doesn't want to lose Perry. Because I think by this stage he's realising he's got a fellow adventurer. So even if he's got this thing dragging along with him, her boyfriend, he's going to put up with it. Which is actually great, because I think that's such a another wonderful demonstration of the relationship between the Doctor and Perry. She hasn't gone... Well, you know, I'm just going to stay here with him. She's gone, no, I'm going to bring him to, to my life situation. I particularly liked the idea that Perry had a partner and that they had met 
previously in a backstory. So it was quite interesting that suddenly we find ourselves with a slightly different dynamic in the TARDIS. And I love the fact that the Doctor doesn't really quite like him. And so he'd actually sets up this adversarial thing between Perry and the Doctor, uh, which is quite nice. Or, you know, I mean, they've been adversarial before, but over this particular issue. And I thought that just allowed the Doctor and Perry to show slightly different sides of themselves as well. My name's Luke Allen Gale. I play Joe. Joe is a pop star from the 80s, playing with a band called Arcadia Rising. He then meets the lovely Perry on set at Top of the Pops and is taken off onto this kind of whirlwind adventure with the Doctor. And if you want to pre-order Blood on Santa's Claw, because it's going to be out any minute now, <coughs> just go to bigfinish.com, type in Santa's Claw, and put that in the little little search pane. A little thing. A little with thing, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a Stick it in there, yeah. and you won't be disappointed. Mm. Time now for something lovely. Yes, it's me just getting rid of the strepsil. No, it's... <laughs> God. Ow, it's, my eye. <laughs> Sorry about that. It f- flew across the internet and hit you. Uh, it's listeners' emails. Ah, oh, yes. Well, it's that festive time of year when you think, you know, you think Father Christmas is going to float down the chimney and and Floats. give you yeah, <laughs> like a feather. I feel like he would float sort of down there rather than fall because falling, you'd be really hurt by the end of the. I've always thought of, a lot of struggling, you know, because he's fat, isn't he? Well, he's well, that's it. He's fat, but also, you know, the impact at the end, and there's some quite spiky fireplaces. Um, so anyway, you know, what was I saying? Yeah, well, he. I mean, you'd think he'd float <laughs> oh down, God, but actually, yeah. but that, but, that, but what I was going to say, uh, elaborate, yes. was uh, was that actually it would be emails coming down, and, and that that is what we're going to oh, confront yeah, yeah, today yeah. are the emails yeah, 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 uh, yeah. talking about what you've been doing, big finish, blah blah. So if you want to if you want to talk to us, I'm just doing Alan Parcher. If you want to talk <laughs> to us, um, all you have to do is email in to podcast at bigfinish.com. Podcast squiggly a bigfinish.com. So, here is one from Chris Orton. Uh, hello, chaps. Any yes. news of the human frontier, please? Thanks, Chris. Ah. Answer with spaceship monsters love story. Oh, was the no, this is my, that's my... That's my <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was cracking notes. a gag at the end. No. Oh, dear. I suppose it could look like that. Yeah, spaceships, monsters, love story, political intrigue and spaceships. <laughs> spaceships, things, spaceships. With, with a snatch of the theme I put here. Well, yes, The Human Frontier, for those of you who don't know, is the final of the Big Finish originals, and it's written by me. Uh, and it's coming out next May, and it's going into studio in January, all being well. I'm finishing off writing it now. Uh, not now, obviously, because I'm talking to you. So, sorry, I'm busy, busy doing stuff. Uh, just a bit of uh, typing sound effect there to a keyboard that's not connected to anything. Oh no, I didn't connect the keyboard. Sorry, it hasn't been written at all. Uh, it's just all in my head. I've just imagined it. Anyway, yeah, that's what it's got in it. Uh, spaceships, monsters, a love story, political intrigue, and more spaceships. Um, with, and with the snatch of the theme, well, you can hear that in the background now, the weird electronic theme, which Benji's heard, haven't you? Delightful. A synthy serving of wonderful things. You won't I, be disappointed. I, um, I, th- 
I may be, I don't know, I may be the only writer who, while he's writing a script, writes the theme tune of the, the thing that he's writing. Theme, what, theme tune, sing theme tune. <laughs> That's what uh. everyone says to me when I mention that. It's like, because uh, uh, Jason uh, Hay Gallery emailed me recently and, and asked me how it was going. And I said, yeah, it's going. I said, I just did the theme tune. And he just, he said exactly the same thing as the, <laughs> the Little Britain joke of, you know, write the theme tune, sing the thing. He actually sent me a link to the Enterprise theme. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time it's not oh, it's dear. i'm not singing i'm not singing okay it's fine don't worry it's a good Although effort that, though. that might boost sales because people would just want to hear how awful it was <laughs> the human frontier <laughs> yeah a nice piano it, ballad it's not that god wouldn't that be terrible Anyway, uh, that's so. I hope that answers your question, Chris. I mean, it's on the site for pre-order, and you say, you know, any news on it? I, f- I feel, in a kind of paranoid way, I feel there's some criticism in- included in that question, but that is entirely my own paranoia superimposed on a perfectly innocent question. So yes, that is the news on the human frontier. I'm, I'm insanely excited about doing it. I haven't cast it yet, but I know who I want. Uh, there's some alternative. Oh, it's, it's just too exciting. Anyway, uh, next up, this one from Sergio Angelini. Dear Benjamin and Briggsy. Sorry to call you Benjamin there, Benji. I know you don't like it. You're not Benjamin. Benj- you? Benjamin's okay. It's just, Is it? just, I'm just not a Ben. Just not a Ben. Not Never a ben. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. It's all right. It's all right. Steady on. <laughs> Congrats on the ongoing fun fact fest that is your weekly podcast i'm not i'm not sure there are many facts uh, i'm an avid listener says sergio i've never written in before but wanted to let you know and it's probably reason why i included it because you've never written in before just how impressed i've been by nick's work reimagining the prisoner oh having just come to the end of the third and final box set oh which has just mm. been recently out and you've finished it all as a big big fan of the original tc t- tc series what's the TCP series, good for, good for gargling. Uh, TV series, I was extremely wary of it being adapted despite Big Finish's enviable success rate with such projects. Nick exceeded all my expectations by expanding the concept while retaining utterly faithful to its essence. What he has done here is often unexpectedly moving and also truly daring, often untethering himself from the original TV series despite his evident affection for it. I feel bad reading this out. It's all being nice about me. This is especially evident in the serialisation of sets two and three where plots, characters and motifs from some of the original TV episodes have been confidently adapted, rearranged and in some cases completely overturned to truly thrilling effect. Oh, this is great. Thank you very much. In fact, in the process... Nick has made me have much more respect for some of the TV show's lesser episodes, most notably Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling, and The Girl Who Was Death, and given them brand new life. Well, the, yeah, those, my reworkings of those, reimaginings of those, feature in the third volume. And they're great episodes, actually, for all sorts of different reasons. I especially remember Do Not Forsake Me, Oh My Darling. When I first saw that, I just thought, what the? Because, <laughs> you know, it's someone else plays the prisoner. Crazy, yeah. yeah it's been, Crazy, party. Uh, it, of course, helps that Mark Elstob is in particular is just so damn good in this but ultimately what makes this production succeed is Briggs's vision and he deserves huge credit for this what like I don't know 32 point something like that I think this is his best work even better better even than Dark Eyes Bravo Briggs 
Thank you very much, Sergio. Hope you, Elstob, and the amazing Lucy Briggs-Owen, she is amazing, all get to work together soon. I'm very much hoping there will be more Holmes and Watson adventures starring Briggs and Richard Earle from the pen of Jonathan Bars. There will, there will, there will. Best wishes, Sergio Angelini. And finally then, this one here from Cohen van der Ven. Guten Tag. Uh, greetings from the Netherlands. First of all, I would like to thank you so much for all you've been doing. Um, I've got into Doctor Who whilst going through a depression, and it helped me a lot. Smith's yeah. Doctor especially being a bit poetic. Yeah. Uh, and finding out that I could listen to your audio dramas when the series were over was amazing. It's been a few years now, and I'm still listening a lot. I do so at work, and the days fly by. I was wondering, though, if it would be a good idea to add a mark as listen to option on the app. Mm. I tend to buy things in bulk and listen uh, to multiple things on a day, and it'd be really helpful, I think. Mm. Yes, I'll, I'll mention that. Yes, good idea. It's also, been mentioned before. <laughs> we still haven't done it. Sorry about that. Also, I'm hooked on the Eighth Doctor stories, and thanks to you, he's become one of my favourites. Uh-huh. I started out with Dark Eyes, and after listening to everything after that, uh, I checked out Lucy Miller. Yeah. I wouldn't mind to spend money on more. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and now I'm going through Charlie's stuff. Not exactly the correct order, but <laughs> I'm having a blast nonetheless. Doesn't matter about the order, just get in there. Thing is, though, I was a bit confused whilst listening to the Time War box set. It felt like I'd missed some things because of the new companion, for starters. Will you be working towards this time uh, with more stories to fill this in, or am I just skipping something without knowing? I really enjoyed it, but I was wondering. Again, thanks for everything. I spend way too much money on you. Ha 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 ha. Uh, Cohen van der Ven. Cohen, thank you so much for writing in. Nice to hear from the Netherlands. Um, I, I take you as representing the entire country, obviously. Um, Ambassador. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I don't think there's anything particularly building up to the bliss in the the uh the time war boxer i think the idea is you sort of hit the ground running with that although there's another companion at the beginning isn't there yeah it's you I can i think they're definitely self-contained you yeah. can you I, I i would say i mean yeah i mean i worked i, I worked on all of them and I, I would say yeah you can just listen straight from the go because they're they're meant to be a little bit timey-wimey in places yes. as well so yes. it's kind of it's fine it's fine Listen, that's it for the emails this week. And don't forget to send in your questions for our boss, Jason Haig-Ellery. The subject line should be Ask Jason. And here's a plea. Can you make some of your questions nice? Some of them have been quite harsh and angry. I don't don't want to upset Jason. Uh, I'm not sure why, but, you know, it's Christmas soon, so so be nice. Can you got a nice question for Jason? Ask Jason. Cheerio from the emails. Well, the Randomoid Selectatron will be here very soon. I was going to say, it was a mixture between fairly and very. Very soon. Very soon. (laughs) Um, Offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. So stay tuned for that. But before that, we continue with our pre-Christmas treats for you. Last week, I was chatting with Lisa Greenwood, which frankly Mm -hmm. is treat enough. Better known to you as Flip, beloved companion of the Sixth Doctor. She chatted about Christmas and all that jazz. This week, I'll be chatting to her companion's companion, Mrs. Constance Clark. 
I can almost read. I'm, I'm trying my best. Played by the brilliant and delightful person, Miranda Raisin. Well, here we are. Well, it's all just, you know, reality. <laughs> it is reality. <laughs> um, so, there you are, you're back as Constance. Did it seem like a long time away? Sort of it did. I, it, in a way it didn't. But when I last, when I was last here, I was sort of eight months pregnant. And now my daughter's nearly two and a half. Wow. So I'm when saying. I see her, I think it seems like quite a long time. Yeah. You know, a whole sort of hip height person ago. <laughs> But, yeah. And presumably you're going to be doing a couple more of these over the next... Well, I hope so. Yeah. Yes, I, I believe so, yeah. which is great. Hmm. OK, we won't spoiler anything. Now, Christmas is coming up. Yes. I don't want to pry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a Mormon. <laughs> well, I mean, um, what are you likely to be doing at Christmas? I mean, be as general or specific as you like. Well just to refer to the child again who yes. I, obviously I talk about every five seconds um, me I too think, about mine, yes. <laughs> I think it, we, we this year we have to kind of reignite last year we were sort of the Christmas humbugs that we are and we actually wrapped up her own things in her stocking so things like her own dummies and she, you know, they don't her know. own toys. She couldn't have been more thrilled. Everything she opened in crappy tissue paper, um, <laughs> she was absolutely thrilled to find. Um, but this year, I think we might have to make a bit more of an effort and yeah. actually embrace Christmas. Yes, yeah, she'll be noticing this. Yeah. She might well notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> That's brilliant. And just keep doing the she same thing. Or put honestly, your finger in wrapping paper and go, ooh, yeah, look. Yeah. We put an apple in there. The apple is, I think, the only thing that cost us anything. And <laughs> she loves apples. <laughs> That sounds like a Victorian Christmas. Yeah, it does a bit, it? doesn't my it? Mother, no, my mother is not a Victorian. <laughs> that might as well be. I sort of like, oh, we used to have an orange for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And you think, what? Just an orange? Yeah, I know. I said, looking at my train set. <laughs> um, <clears throat> what would you say that uh, Christmas means to you? When, you know, when you think of it, what images or feelings does it bring well, to mind? I, we have always had Christmas. My parents separated when I was very small, but actually my mother was very understanding about the fact that my father's family home was where our Christmas was. Right. And so she's she's always been brilliant. She's still brilliant. And um, we always sort of have her for Boxing Day or sometimes she comes for Christmas. But But my grandfather, who would now be... 118 if he was still alive he was an old grandfather even when I was you know yeah. tiny um just always hosted Christmas and for me it's it's that and it's the one time I struggle as a vegetarian because all the things growing up um it's in a village in Suffolk and all the ham is local and everything is you know the turkey is from the farm over the road yeah. everything's just beautiful and um I do sort of sometimes put a tiny bit of stuffing on my plate, <laughs> um, but it's it's just you know it's it's that's Christmas. And my uncle, who now lives in that house, is nearly ninety, so we can't miss a Christmas there now. Oh, so I can see it's quite a traditional yeah, time for you. It is. is there any particular Christmas that you can pick out that that has a particularly strong memory? Hopefully positive or maybe hilariously bad. I don't know. Anything like that? I think like that? that my favourite Christmas memories are that sort of post... Just being absolutely stuffed full of food and sitting in front of a film. When my grandfather was alive, it was Casablanca. Right. Um, and for most of our lives, it was The Wizard of Oz and the high society it tends to be now. And we just sit uh -huh. full and kind of rolling around 
lots of us, there are sort of 32 cousins and we all go to the same house and we all cram in and we all watch whatever it is. Um, and high society, I'm sure it will be high society again this year, actually. They're just, that's my favourite bit. It's so cosy and all the kids kind of running around and, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's rather lovely. Yeah, it's good. Oh, well, have a lovely Christmas. Thank you very much. Lovely to be working with you again. And, you too. Um, See you again soon. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and as you know, Miranda Raisin will be returning to the Sixth Doctor Adventures, playing Mrs. Constance Clark next year, that'll be, uh, where she will battle Doctor Who monsters old and new. Old and new. Aye, brother. Uh, time, <clears throat> time now for us to fire up the Randomoid Selectatron for 25% off... Biggity boggly boo, it's Doctor Who, Orbis. Oh, that's rather nice 2009. for me. 2009, this is a good one for you. I thought that when it popped up. Yeah, yeah. Orbis, sugar free gum. gum. <laughs> <laughs> um, Orbis, Orbis. What can I tell you about Orbis? Well, this was after we'd finished a series with uh, Lucy Miller, played by Sheridan Smith where she was apparently killed it just ends with someone she leaves the doctor and then there's a knock at lucy's door and this woman just says are you lucy miller shoots her it's the headhunter who's been in it before played by katarina olsen um and this was uh lucy living a life assuming the doctor was dead and the headhunter turns up and she doesn't shoot her she shoots her with a time bullet (laughs) Anyway, um, best listen to it. Let's hear, here's the trailer. Doctor Who, Orbis. Come on, come on, connect. No, he died. I saw it six months ago. Shut up. Once I had a ship. What? Hold on. A ship of time. Bigger on the inside than the out. What do you mean the universe is being destroyed? We are here by legal right. Hurry! We are here, old doctor, old friend. It's all swirling around a bit, lots of bipedal hominids, lots of screaming, shouting, slamming of doors. I've got to hand it to you, Doctor. When you mess things up, you mess them up big time. Lucy Bleeding Miller! I stopped running away from the bad things a long time ago. I fell. Bigfinish.com Clock-shaped bullet. Um, so the thing about this is it, it was a lovely way of working as per usual I was very very busy but I very much wanted to shape the way this season began uh, and I, I was toying with a couple of things but one of them was that the Doctor he ends up on another planet and he's been there for hundreds of years and he doesn't um, he sort of remembers Lucy vaguely and we, we just went with the notion that when he met Lucy again his attitude would be which one were you? <laughs> sort of like a person who'd had lots of previous girlfriends or boyfriends and then meets meets one in a pub and, and they remember that person really, really well. But the other person just thinks, oh, there's a lot of water under the bridge since then. Just crushing you, isn't it, the, but, in the process. And, it, and of course, Lucy is really raw with grief about the Doctor and to find he's still alive is just the most amazing thing and he's struggling to remember who she is. And then, of course, we had the whole issue of well, how old is the Doctor then? Because the Doctor says he's this many years old. And, you know, we got into the whole... I wrote um, a big speech explaining the age of the Doctor thing, uh, which is that 
how can you say how many years old the Doctor is? I mean, does the Doctor really count his age in groups of 365 Earth days? Precisely. I don't think he does. What does he mean by a year? I think Alan Barnes and I came to the uh, conclusion that when the Doctor says how old he is, he's lying. <laughs> It's he's a vague just, thing, isn't he? He's just, just sort of... making stuff up, you know. So we, we, uh, yeah. And also, years are completely different lengths in different um, parts of the universe. So which ones is he going by? Is he going by the the length of a day on Orbis, which was different? You know, who knows? It all gets very, very timey wimey and crazy, doesn't it? You just have to take it with a pinch of salt, I think. Well, I just think I'm that... five minutes <clears throat> old. Yeah. Well, God, I think goodness. on some planets he would be. Yeah. Uh, yes, anyway, so uh, a great story, and you get a 25% discount on that. Um, do you want to explain, since I've been talking a lot about the 25% discount? Certainly can, yeah. Well, it's a very simple thing to do. Believe me, it's not hard. All you need to do is go to the Big Finish website, bigfinish.com. Right, okay, click on podcasts on the uh, on the little, the little search box bar just underneath the search bar in the menu right. just then it will have now, latest yeah. podcasts from big finish click read more it's very simple and then on there it will tell you in the paragraphs are all about the podcast it will tell you uh where to go it'll say just click here you that click there rude. and then yeah. you enter in the code buck up all capital letters no punctuation just buck up and you <coughs> will get your discount 25% off nice so there you have it easy as that marvellous but sadly it is time now for us to say goodbye but we can do it in a manner of our own choosing so Nick how would you like to say goodbye today I would like to say goodbye um oh well in another podcast we're going to be talking about uh, Pyramids of Mars that's in the Benji and Nick show so I'd like to say goodbye like Sutek Good. Bye. I will say goodbye like a rattlesnake. Goodbye! And while we're away preparing our mince pies and Christmas pudding, which they don't have in America, you know, they don't have Christmas pudding in America. Probably a good thing. You know my friend Shelley in America? Yeah. I mentioned it to her and she said, what's that? But the, yeah, but they do have other things like like uh, potatoes covered in marshmallows for for Thanksgiving. I thought that we was don't sprouts. have that, do we? <laughs> no, that's true. But, you know, we we don't have things like that. So, I mean, yeah, but no the, Christmas pudding. It's just, I had to send her the BBC recipe page for it. Is she going to make it? No, I don't think so. It was just to explain what it was. though. I thought that was the oh, best Christmas I, pudding with with brandy butter. Oh. I did oh. up until about three years ago. I wouldn't eat it, but I'm a total convert. And now, oh, ev- same here. Every time same I go here. for a meal anywhere in December, I always have to have Christmas pudding. <laughs> oh, it's the best, isn't it? It's that it's that wonderful time, isn't it? And I'm quite affronted. Sorry, I think it's really raining here. Is it? Oh dear, and I haven't got a coat. Um, well, I will be introducing something in a moment. Um, I'm quite affronted when people ask me like there's a Christmas staff dinner for Big Finish for all the office staff and um, you know on the menu it says what would you like for pudding and I'm sort of affronted what do you mean it's Christmas Christmas pudding obviously why are you offering me something else it's Christmas pudding shut up anyway that's all we need but um, yeah while you're doing all that folks let's have a 15 minute slice of blood on Santa's claw featuring the sixth doctor and Perry, brilliant.
has brought us to the planet Naxios, a colony planet, part of Earth's old empire. So we're in the future. How far in the future? Oh, uh, well, let's see. You joined us in 1985. This is the 59th century, so 4,000 years, give or take a week. Wow. Seriously? Seriously. Wow. <laughs> You'll get used to it. Wow. You'll have to. Doctor? What did I say? You've said enough. I don't visit the 59th century a lot. I know there's some reason I avoid it, and I can't for the life of me remember why. Hey, perhaps we could go to the year 2525. That would be cool. Mr. Carnaby, are you proposing we should land a year before the cyber invasion of Earth in the year 2526 and thwart it before it's even been attempted, thus shredding the web of time and imperiling the very fabric of the universe? Hmm? That is extremely irresponsible. Never, ever suggest anything like that ever again. Uh, but I, I, I... I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I just thought it'd be cool to be in the year 2525. I like that song. Don't worry about it. He's just being annoying. I am still here, you know. Tunnel, marvellous. Haven't done one of these in a while. Come on, everyone. Let's see what's down here. Wait, guys, just wait. What? What's the matter? I just... Can we just pause a minute? Okay. Actually, don't worry about me. I'll stay here. Are you all right? I'm fine. I'd rather not go down there. Sure, you don't have to. Uh, what's the matter? I think it's all been a bit too much for Joe. He's in shock. I am not in shock, I told you. I can do this, I just... I've got a thing about tunnels. Well, that's what we do, Joseph. We explore, we go down tunnels. I, I just don't like tunnels, okay? I've got a thing about tunnels. I had a bad incident in Wookie Hole filming a video. I can get over it, just... not today. Fine. Well, you just stay here and catch your breath. Perry, are you with me? Sure. Are you okay? I'm fine. I'll just sit here for a while. You guys go and 
have fun. Well, just take it easy. I'll be right back. Do good, you guys. Overthrow a tyrant, liberate some oppressed aliens. I'll be right here. He's got a phobia about tunnels. It's a lot to take in. It's only, what, his third journey in the TARDIS? He's got culture shock. About tunnels? It's not about the tunnels. Uh... He'll be fine. Oh, of course. And while we're here alone, let's just set down a few ground rules. Oh. Firstly, he's not Joseph or Mr. Carnaby. He's just Joe. Secondly, if we meet up with anyone, I don't want you introducing us as, I am known as the Doctor, and these are my companions, Joe and Perry. But that's how I always introduce well, us. Well, not anymore. If you must say anything, you can say, I am known as the Doctor, and this is my friend, Perry, and this is her partner, Joe. Oh, that's a bit of a mouthful. That's how it's going to be. He's not your companion. He's my partner. Point taken. I will attempt to accommodate your sensibilities. Oh, my goodness. Look at the walls. How can they glow like that? Ah. Let's find out. Now, let me find a knife. There we are. Mm. Metallic taste. Cadmium? No. No, this is silver. Look, along here and here. Shiny. There's enough silver here to turn the moon into a pocket watch. Just look at it on my hand. It's moving. Ah. Curling around your fingers like a living metal. Interesting, isn't it? Is it alive? Well, not living as you understand it. It's just reacting to its surroundings. Like when magnesium silicate bubbles when it's submerged in hot water. Oh, this is fascinating. Hello? Doctor? Perry? Babes? Hello? Is anyone there? Who are you? What are you doing in the mine? I, I'm just sitting here. Not a crime, is it? It is, actually. Who says? He doesn't look like one of the Shakespeareans. Who do you worship? What? Who do you worship? Um, I, I, I don't know. No one, really. You have to worship something. Uh, well... I do worship Mark Bolan. No Mark Bolan worshippers have settled on Naxios? No. They're all in the outer planets. You shouldn't be down here. You should leave. Okay. If you say so. He's leaving already, but we haven't introduced ourselves, Ratty. Oh my gosh, Toad, you're right. My manners. I am Ratty and this is Toad. We are Earth animals. Okay, if you say so. Earth animals in waistcoats and bow ties. That is what Earth animals wear. None I know, mate. But between you and me, you'd make a bundle as football mascots. Is he saying we're not proper animals? Well, you're wearing tweeds and can talk, which is a bit of a giveaway. Most animals I know don't do that. That's because we worship the wind in the willows. We've had surgery to look like his characters. Have you read The Wind in the Willows? Oh, yeah. Well, I've seen the cartoon. Oh, you must read it with us. Would you like to have some tea in my cottage? Uh, sure. Why not? Ah, more 
this over here? This looks like it's been excavated. Oh, you can see pickaxe marks. By hand, you mean, not automated. Uh... Attention, religions of Naxios. This is Inquisitor Claus, number Kappa Delta 12. This is a formal notification that you are scheduled for investigation by Creed. You will submit all paperwork, documents, and articles of faith for inspection. Failure to do so will result in instant excommunication. <laughs> and out. Creed? Did he say Creed? And where have I come across Creed before? Doctor, I don't know what that meant, but I don't like it. Let's go back. Must we? Yes! Joe could be in trouble. But this is always the point of our adventure, where we go forward, explore deeper. Well, not this time. Oh. Oh, very well. Come on, then. You resent him being here, don't you? No, of course not. I don't resent him, but... Ah! What? I knew there would be a but. Perry! I am used to friends joining me on my adventures because they want to be part of the journey. To partake of a little excitement and discovery, but Joe is not travelling with us because of that. He is travelling with us because he wants to be with you. He is your responsibility. I know that. I know he's my responsibility. But that's not how it works. When it comes to the dangers out there in the universe, I take that burden. If anything happens to you, I am equipped to take that guilt. I'm not sure you are. Don't worry about me. I'm perfectly capable of... He's gone! So he has. Oh, we were just gone for a minute, and now he's just wandered off. How could he do that? Now you know how I feel. Oh, where could he have got to? Joe? Joe! He's probably hiding behind that rock, ready to jump out at us and shout, Boo! That would be childish. I'll just go and look behind that rock. <laughs> Not that he would do anything childish. Joe? Joe? Doctor! What's wrong? I found a body! A body? Yes! Well, it's not Joe, is it? It's... I can't believe it! What? It's Santa Claus! What the... Oh, yes. So it is. Red coat, boots. What does this mean? It means someone's killed Father Christmas. Father Christmas doesn't exist. Well, he certainly doesn't now. Doctor, be serious. Oh, it's perfectly possible to be flippant and serious at the same time. Oh, let's have a look. Fake beard, extra padding added to his body. No, he's not the real Father Christmas. But that's not really the point. No matter who he's dressed as, he's been murdered. Do you think this has something to do with that announcement? I'm certain of it. I think that was his voice. An automatic recorded announcement. Poor fellow was dead by the time we heard it. Oh, can you see? Look, two marks. Either side of his head. Almost circular. There's blood on his hands. Yes. 
My guess is that he was struck once. He instinctively put his hands up to his head to protect himself. Then he was struck again. Doctor, his hands, they're scaly like a reptile's. Yes, I noticed that. I wonder why. A dead Santa Claus with crocodile hands. <laughs> Here's me worried about Joe getting culture shock. Where has he got to? Well, this is very nice. You don't have to be polite, Mr. Carnaby. I know when I said tea in my cottage, you probably didn't expect a tin of stagnant water in a cave, but you're not catching us at our best. We could have had a picnic by the riverbank. And I could have taken you all for a little run in my motor car. Before they came. Now we have to scurry around here. Like animals. No, not like animals, Toad. We are animals. Oh, oh yes. Sorry. Apology accepted. Watch your similes in future. Look, you're obviously not in a good way. Your little clothes are all ragged and dirty. I I've got a friend who can help you. He's good at that. Joe! Oh, I think they're wondering where I've got to. Come and meet the doctor. He'll sort you out. Sorry, we can't. I would leave now if I were you. Wait. What? Where are you all going? Rest period is over. We must work in the mines now. Doodle pip! Someone coming. Methinks I heard voices, Cordelia. Yes, Iago, I heard them too. Mayhap there are more heretics in the vicinity. Quick, Perry, hide! Zooms, Cordelia, I grow weary. Courage, Iago. This time all will be well. Look at them. Look how they're dressed. They're doing dinner theatre down a mine. <laughs> but where is good Sir Claus? Why has Father Christmas not presented himself? Patience, Iago. He will be here. We shall wait. If this Father Christmas has been slain like the others, I will dip my hands in the blood of his attackers. They'll think we killed Santa. They'll kill us before we can explain. I'm aware of that. They're getting closer. Yes, they are. Only one thing for it. Give me Santa's outfit. What are you doing? Quickly! You're going out there for Santa. Are you insane? Just stay here and stay out of trouble. Ho, ho, ho! Good tidings to you both. Merry Christmas. Why, it is good Sir Claus at last. <laughs> Welcome to Naxios. I am Cordelia, and this is Iago. You are late. Am I? Apologies. My sleigh got delayed. My reindeer's nose developed a fault and we drifted off course. We are much relieved that you are safe. Good Christmas. Thank you. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, right. review. Nope. Yeah, you know, just nope. subscribe. Just why not? It's Christmas. Oh, Give yeah. it a go. Christmas pudding. <laughs> oh.